0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Good evening everyone, my name is Aaron Laxon Alongside with Robert Brining, beaming across the United States and around the world Your 90-minute dose of hope brought to you each and every Sunday At 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time You may follow along on the conversation on social media Facebook and Twitter, and Pause. I am and at Bozim.org, that's PIM.org. we encourage you to join in the conversation at 347-215-9442. That's 347-215-9442. 90 minutes. Your dose of hope starts now. Sunday evening, Robert. It is the twentieth day of October, two thousand thirteen, um, and apparently our control console hates me.
2: <laughs> twice, it hates me two weeks in a row.
1: I think Jeremy, before he left, he like put a hex on the the dashboard, and so whatever I do, it's, it's just never going to work right. So that it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> So how are you, uh, Mr. Robert? I am
2: excellent, um, Aaron. How are you doing?
1: You know, it's been one of those weeks. It uh, hasn't necessarily been bad, hasn't been great. Uh, just the normal struggles of life and work. Um, but I'm glad to be here and glad to be on the air with you tonight. I am excited are-
2: to be on the air as well. Um, I had a
1: great day today, actually. Uh, I went.
2: Uh, Philadelphia had their AIDS walk today, so... I participated in that, me and uh, some friends from my support group and some of my other friends just decided to <laughs> get together and, and do the walk again this year. We did it last year, and it was, it was really uh, powerful to be around a group of individuals, um, some positive, some not, and just having that love and walking and just sharing stories and you know making new friends along the way. I think uh, we ended up walking, I think it's close to eight miles, uh, the AIDS walk here in Philly, so... You know, it's important. It's an important cause that I think I was listening on the news uh, on the way home from it, and they were mentioning that they raised, I think, I want to say $300,000, but it wasn't really – it wasn't even anywhere near the goal that they wanted.
1: Now, where does that money – where does it go? Does it go back to the ASOs there in the Philly area?
2: Um, I believe an organization called AIDS Fund actually distributes
1: um, it to certain organizations.
2: Um, I know the people that we walked with, Liza's Peeps is the name of our group, um, we all donated our donations to the Mazzoni Center, which is where we have our support group at. So we made sure that our funds went there. So you could kind of direct where you want your funds to go if you want them to go somewhere specific. Um, so, you know, they go to all the local areas in, in the Philadelphia area to help, you know, those living with HIV in our, in our neighborhood.
1: That's fantastic. I mean, I, you know, we actually don't have an AIDS walk here in St. Louis. I know there's been talk about getting one back. It, we had one really? for a while and it, it went away. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, politics and stuff here in St. Louis and an organization that controlled it. I'm not exactly sure of the whole story, but I know here recently there has been more talk about getting that up and going. And I think from past shows, you know, for our long-term survivors, it's really important um, to keep them engaged in the community, as well as our new community members that are newly diagnosed. Like, you know, How many people did you think uh, participated in the AIDS Walk in Philly today?
2: I would say that there was probably close to 10,000 people. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, it was powerful. Like, when we were walking, because we walked... Anyone who's familiar with Philadelphia, we walk into Art Museum Steps, which is where Rocky was filmed, and you see him running up the steps. So we start there, and we walk we walk all the way down Kelly Drive and across—I um, forget the name of the bridge—and then back up the other side of Kelly Drive. So we literally walk down Boathouse, all these scenes that you see in movies, you know that that the landscape is Philadelphia. These places are where we're walking and we're sharing stories. It's just—it's awesome, and, and it's it's great. I mean. If you're familiar, you've been to Philly, haven't you, Aaron?
1: Um, no, I've been to uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, well, that's not even close. <laughs> I know. That's, that's the closest thing that I have to it. And I, But I did, I did see Rocky. So for what that's worth, um, I feel connected you with go. you in, in, that re, in that regard. And so, Adrian. Right. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's an
2: awesome experience. To, I, but my favorite part about the whole entire walk is, you know, every year they bring in the quilt panels, the age quilt and they bring in different ones every year, and it's just, for me, that's the most memorable part part about the walk is seeing everyone else who has gone before us, their stories are being shared on that quilt, and some people don't even take the time to go and look at them or read them, but, you know, when you get up close, I posted tons of pictures on um, my Facebook page, Um, and the stories that are told, the words that are just, like quilted on the word cousin, the word you know uncle, like those certain things mean you know is why we're walking. And I think people need to be reminded. So I think it's important that we experience the AIDS quilt and, and get to see different parts too. Because not everybody got to go to the international AIDS conference like we did and got to actually see most of it. I would believe.
1: Right. I mean, and for anybody who hasn't seen those panels, I will tell you it's an it's an awesome sight. Um, and I, it's an important piece of our history because long before um, we have the great medications that we have now and although people are still dying of AIDS-related illnesses, this was a way for friends and families to remember those who w- were passing on. And so I think anytime someone gets a chance to see the AIDS quilt um, in its entirety or a majority, I think, you know, take the time and go see it because it definitely, uh, it is a very somber, Um, memory, I think each each of us feel our own different emotions but for me that's what I took away from it, those were lives that that are no longer with us and that's how we remember them
2: one of the things that people don't know about the quilt is that the size of the the panels are actually the size of graves and they have to be a specific size to actually have your panel for your loved one to be added to this memorial Um, because my cousin passed away my cousin Joey passed away from AIDS And my my other cousin, his sister, actually, or his niece actually, created a panel with her students because she's a teacher for her her uncle, which would be my cousin, and it's too big to actually be a part of it. So I could send it in, and they would chop it off and make it, you know, the 3x5 or the 3x4, whatever the size it has to be. But then you're Mm -hmm. kind of missing it. So I actually am taking on the responsibility to recreate it using the pieces that are there you know what I mean to make it the size that it needs to be, including most of the stuff on it. But it's a challenge because I don't know how to sew.
1: <laughs> you sew with a needle and thread, Robert. With yeah, a needle and thread. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that <laughs> maybe, at all. Maybe maybe classes. we need to we need to engage some of the listeners who I'm sure um, are are good at arts and crafts. Maybe they can we can do a drive to help Robert out with this with this project.
2: Right, because I'm a Philly quilt project. <laughs>
1: Exactly, and I think we can get it done for you. So tell so, me, what's happening in the news? <laughs> oh, you know, we're, we're going to come up with a snazzy uh, uh, sound bite. Um, we do not know what this is, but uh, for right now, I'll do it. Da, 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 da. Hot topics, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so from social media, which is where I get all of this, and uh, many people don't know that I come in several hours prior to the show and do research um, or I'll find a story throughout the week, and I'll kind of bookmark it. So these are some of the, the uh, stories from uh, this past week. Um, one, you may have seen, there was a report out of Croy, um, and the title of it is Consistent Condom Use and Anal Sex stops 70% of HIV Infections Study Finds, but Intermittent Use Has No Effect. Uh, so only one in six men reported 100% condom use, uh, during three to four years of follow-up, I mean, this is this is really why advocates and activists alike are beating the drum for PrEP and for other strategies that are not um, solely based on, you know, using condoms, although condom use is important. Um, so we'll but in reality,
2: people aren't, you know, in reality, people aren't using them, you know, so. Exactly. I, say- I mean. I, you have to give kudos to the people who actually took the what was a survey. You said.
1: Well, this was a this was a actually study? a this was a study that was done and the it was presented at the last Croy, um, and it, they actually followed a a number of gay men, uh, two thousand nine hundred and fourteen gay men, and they surveyed them. Now you also have to call into question. You know, this is self-reported uh, data. Um, so you know there's a huge stigma and many people don't want to say I don't use condoms because there is stigma associated with that so I think we have to take that into consideration as well Um, there were 1,323 men out of uh, 3,100 in Explore who said they had at least one episode of unprotected sex with an HIV positive partner and they go in and they outline all of this but basically you know um, I, I actually saw this posted in a PrEP group um, as I'm preparing for – I'll be in L.A. in the uh, second week of November sitting on a panel for Impulse, uh, which is part of um, AHF, which has been drawing lots of controversy. But the importance of it is is that we're having conversations about PrEP, and PrEP is important, um, regardless of what um, AHF or what other organizations may say, PrEP is another great tool that we have at our disposal. Um, And we can get into the conversation of costs and and viability and all that. At the end of the day, we have more data now that shows that PrEP is effective, um, even if it isn't used 100%. If there are missed doses, you still get a certain percent of efficacy. Wait a minute. um, For
2: people who don't know what PrEP is and may be listening... Explain that to them, because some people so may PrEP, not know what it is or are listening.
1: Right. So PrEP is indicated for an HIV-negative individual, and it's an antiretroviral uh, medication that previously was only taken by those that were living with HIV. Well, studies came out and showed that in negative people, uh, this drug, Truvada, um, could help reduce the incidence of that person becoming infected, especially if they were in um, mixed relationships or discordant relationships. Um, and even if they were having unprotected sex, it still protected them um, to a certain percentage. And so this was fast-tracked through the FDA, and um, they pushed it through in a record time, which has caused lots of controversy with AHF. Now, where we are is we're really on a campaign to make the public aware that this medication, all you have to do is go to your doctor and say, I want to be put on PrEP. It's that easy. There's nothing more challenging than having the conversation with your doctor. And, um, you know, so if, if you want to know more, um, there's some groups on Facebook. Um, w- one that I'm thinking of is PrEP Facts, Rethinking HIV and Prevention, um, uh, Damon Jacobs, which is one of the activists and advocates, is a big proponent, and um, it's a great resource. I'll post the Facebook um, page in the chat room so anyone who's interested can check it out. This is a study that, or an article that I saw you had posted, Robert, and I had several listeners and YouTube viewers that hit me up asking me, is, you know, what do I know about this and is it true? The title of it is, New HIV Vaccine Proved Successful in Phase I Human Trials. So this is not, you know, junk, this article. Um, this is actually a well-documented vaccine uh, study in Canada, uh, the SAV-1 study. So it's SAV-001-H, and it's actually showing a lot of promise, in the uh, phase one trials, so that means now it's going to, to move on towards phase two and phase three clinical trials, and <clears throat> what it's doing is it's it's um, affecting the proteins around the HIV virus, um, and you know for those listeners who are interested in reading about this, um, this article uh, outlines all of it this does not mean the vaccine is going to be ready tomorrow or six months from now, but it, it is showing promise. And so I think for that we do, um, you know, need to make it, make listeners aware of it. I agree. And then now for... That's fascinating. Now for the more, the more, uh, I, I guess this would be the comic relief, since we're talking about stigma <laughs> tonight. Um, you know, we we're... Very grateful to have um, David Watt with us tonight, and he will tell us his story. But primarily what he's doing um, in in no small part is addressing the stigma surrounding HIV. Now, when we start talking about stigma surrounding HIV, there is one jackass um, who really (laughs) promotes stigma uh, of HIV, and that's Pat Robertson. I don't know if you've heard anything that this idiot has said. Um who so, is so, this? So he's a minister, I use that term very loosely. Um he part of the Seven Hundred Club and the Christian Broadcast Network, he's he said things like gays walk around and have rings that that puncture the skin of other people to so that we can spread AIDS to them. And um wow. so but this an is that article? I know. So, Pat Robertson blames 1950s polio vaccine trial for AIDS. Um, Christian televangelist and former presidential candidate Pat Robertson blamed a supposed contamination of the polio vaccine for the spread of AIDS. Um, he made his remarks on the 700 Club, which is produced by the Christian Broadcast Network and airs on ABC Family. Now, this was his exact remarks, and and. I, It'll be interesting to see. I know David's on the line um, now, so he can hear this. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what he says about it. He said, I think that the World Health Organization was doing some experiment in the Congo on a monkey virus. A monkey injected to fight polio, and it wasn't an injection. They pulled, they put it in sugar cubes, and they gave it to these Africans, and a couple hundred thousand in the test, Robertson said. This is the first time when monkey disease crossed into the human condition. Out of all that comes this terrible thing. You know, the sad thing about this is there are people that are devout Christians who listen to this jackass, and he's only perpetuating more fear and uh, hysteria surrounding HIV and AIDS.
2: Yeah, that's annoying. I feel like people who have power like him and probably has lots of money, they should really be devoting their time to finding a cure and not really worrying about where it may have came from. I mean, I feel like if people use all their energy in finding a cure for this thing and not so much worrying about where it came – I mean, I, maybe where it came from is important because it could help, you know, find a cure, but I just feel like we should – people who have power, like ministers, people who, have, people who follow them, like relig- literally religiously follow these, these leaders – I mean, they should be using their platform for education, and not so necessarily, you know, to stigmatize us living with the disease.
1: Right. I, I you know, so I, I came across that article, and I just, I, you know, I wanted to gouge out my eyes really whenever I read it because it's so absurd that, uh, you know, that's what we're fighting against. And it'll be interesting to hear what what Dave has to say about the work of, of Mister Friendly, and and we certainly know that this. That ignorance is what we're fighting against daily. Mm-hmm. So I'll post the links to all these articles in the chat room for those that want to check it out. Um, you know, Please feel free to check it out and let us know what your thoughts are on it later. And that's pretty much all the hot topics for this week, Robert.
2: Oh, it sounds like a lot of interesting stuff and some assholes get heavy <laughs> in magazines. <laughs> That should be promoting, you know, wellness instead of, you know, showcasing ignorant people. <laughs> right. But um, I figured maybe that you, uh, we have, since Dave is on the line, we could uh, take a quick break, maybe uh, play a PSA for the folks, or you could play the intro that you wanted to play um, and then bring Dave on.
1: All right, we would, we'd like to remind everybody this is PazIM I Radio. If you want to participate in the conversation tonight, you may do so at 347-215-9442. And on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and at PawsIM.org. And we will be right back.
2: Ow goes moo, the frog goes croak,
1: and the elephant goes go toot. Dog quack and fish go blow And the steel goes ow, ow,
0: ow, but their
1: Suddenly you sand standing Your fur is red, so beautiful Like an angel in
0: disguise But if you meet a friendly host Will you communicate by more? Oh, 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 more, more, How will you speak to that?
2: oh back, and you're listening to Posseum Radio, and we're asking you, what does the fox say? <laughs>
1: that you know, was, I, I played that specifically because, you know, the, the one cool thing about Mr. Friendly, um, and we're going to bring David Watt on here in a second, the, the cool thing about Mr. Friendly is there's so many... Um, insignias of Mr. Friendly. There's so many different versions of Mr. Friendly. And so I'm wondering if maybe we can ask Dave when he gets online, is there a Mr. Friendly Fox? Right. (laughs) What what does Mr. Friendly Fox say? David, are you on the line?
0: I am, Aaron. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Uh, Thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. So what does the Fox say?
0: Uh, well, yeah, we have a whole line of friendly pets um <laughs> uh we basically put Mr Friendly's face on various animals, so they each have their own awesome. uh, they each have their own kind of sayings like a friendly puppy you know is the friendly pup is has unconditional love you know uh the uh-huh. friendly pig is a sex positive status friendly pig. <laughs> In um, the Friendly socks I'm actually um, – well, don't tell Robert, but I know how to sew. Um, I'm making a Friendly Fox.
2: <laughs> we're having a sew, <laughs> sewing party in
0: Philadelphia.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: okay. That's, that's, I'm glad to hear that.
1: Um,
0: friendly Fox, uh, we're making purple uh, in to raise awareness about the transgender issue. Um, so I'm actually using like a – Within the leather community, a friendly like a purple plaid is a hanky code for uh, transgender. Um, so we're going to use some of the purple plaid in the making of the fox. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, we're having fun with it.
2: <laughs> so I saw the one. I mean, I saw the one in, in, in on. Um Oh God, I forget who had it on, but somebody had one on at the conference. Um, Jack, I'm had it. Blank. Jack was wearing yeah, it. Yeah, Jack. I was drawing a,
0: uh, drawing a blank, and uh, it was uh, the New York one. Oh yeah, the New York Pride one. We had a shirt. My husband um, is a graphic designer, and he we designed ones. Uh, he designed ones specifically for New York City Pride, um, and Jack really liked it. So um, um, he, he, Jack Garcia, you're talking about in Florida? Yes. Yeah, he's cool. Um so yeah, he um we gave him one of those shirts too.
1: Now see I know yeah, a little awesome. piece of of, uh, of leather trivia. So many people may not know that Dave and I are part of the same um leather family, uh, mama's family. Um What what is your mama's name, Dave? <laughs> My um <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't have to. Um, you don't have to is, say if
1: you don't want to. No,
0: I can. It's, it's, it's PG actually. Mama's nutty buddy. <laughs> okay. I have. I have a food fetish, so I love to feed people food. Um. So.
2: Uh, I, I think you're blushing gig? a little bit
0: right now.
1: I am. I am. You can tell on the phone.
0: Wow. Um. I have a food fetish, so I like to feed people food. I just think it's so, fun.
1: So I was preparing, uh, you know, last year was my second year at IML, um, volunteering with the executive board, and um, when we were preparing to interview contestants that were, they're going to be running for IML, um, you know, we had to come up with all these questions, and so... And and for
2: those who don't know, what IML, please
1: explain. I mean, I know, but
2: others...
1: I mean, it's only the 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 single best leather event next to like Folsom, um, in the world. I'm I dare a little biased, say you're right
0: on that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased. I mean, a leather men and women from around the world, um, it's it's fully inclusionary, um, converge on Chicago each Memorial Day, um, and uh, it's a time of fellowship of the leather community, um, among other things. And so, and we also have a one of the largest competitions um, in in the world. And so we pick the best Leathermen from around the world to uh, run for IML, and we prepare our contestants and we send them forth. And so, in preparing some of our contestants, I um, started doing research about Mister Friendly because I believe. Either last year or the year prior to that, you were actually one of the one of the judges. Is that right?
0: Uh, yes, I was. I was. I was asked to be one of the judges. Um, for so, I I
1: so I ask uh, the the person that was running. I think I believe it was uh, Scott O'Brien. Um, w- w- why does Mister Friendly the 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 logo have a blue eye? And. Oh. Just through my research, I had figured out that that, that was the way your husband, that's because you. You have blue eyes. Is that correct?
0: Well, um, I mean, the way this face originated, of it, like I wanted the equal weight for a plus and a minus sign. So they're both black. And then, then the red smile just seemed to make sense. And then I was like, well, what color eye? You know, like a brown eye, blue eye, green eye. Uh, the blue eye just kind of made sense. Because, well, yeah, I have blue eyes, but it was also the colors of the leather pride flag. Okay. And it, all, it all kind of made sense altogether. So it was kind of simultaneously, you know, I have a blue eye and leather pride flag colors. So for
2: so so, so people who are listening, tell them what exactly Mr. Friendly is, because we're kind of jumping into the logo. Just explain to you, like, how it started and what originated, and then
0: we'll get into your story a little bit later. Well, cool. Um, um, so I started um, Mr. Friendly because I wanted to come up with some kind of symbol to wear to show that I was Taz friendly. Um, I've been working in HIV volunteering and working in HIV for, for forever, it feels like. And I always wanted to um, initiate conversations about uh, HIV with people. Um, so doing that, you know, I forever, I, I always test out condoms. I was the condom man. Like, everybody wear a condom. Everybody wear a condom. Um, but the guys who didn't want to wear condoms, <laughs> you know, didn't want to talk to me, you know. Um, so, and then I became like the HIV testing guy. I got certified to test for HIV. Um, and then then I was always walking around encouraging people to test, encouraging people to test. But, um, but then um, I really wasn't talking to people who were already HIV positive or the people who didn't feel like they needed the test. So I wanted to just say, Hey, let's talk about HIV. I just want to talk to people one-on-one. So I created that symbol just to, um, initiate those conversations about HIV. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> then and that really helped. So then I could just pass out buttons. So I started it when I ran for Mr. Michigan leather, like five years ago. Um, I gave a little speech, you know. When you when you enter a leather contest, you give a little speech, a ninety second speech. And I had a little clipboard with Mr. Friendly's picture on it, and then I had my own little button maker at home, and I cranked out, you know, like hundred buttons, and I passed them out that night. And that's kind of how it started. Um, that's five years later, so that's here I am. <laughs>
2: so you just want no, to start a conversation for no apparent reason, or
0: like, wh- Why did? Why was the conversation so important to you? Well, um, I was really tired of hearing people talk negatively about people living with HIV. You know, a lot of my friends are HIV positive. Um, so your friends work, are Words like clean and DDF, you know, were being used. Uh, or even people were just being really mean. And I don't think people are in general mean intentionally. Um, but I think it's really important to talk to people one-on-one about HIV and stigma. Right,
2: I mean, if you, you saw it firsthand with your friends, is what you are saying.
0: Yeah, some of my friends were treated really poorly, um, like even in really subtle ways. Just like, you know, oh, you don't want to talk to him, you don't want to date him, you know, just some really right. mean things were being said in really subtle ways, and I didn't, I, I just didn't like that. I didn't like that aspect of gay society at all.
1: So so Dave, you know, I kind of know um just from my own experience uh in here in the leather community. It, it's one thing to have an anti-stigma campaign such as the Stigma Project, which is very popular um you know on social media.
0: Yeah, but it's right. another
1: it's another thing to have an anti-stigma campaign that penetrates no pun intended, the leather community where, you know, Sex, many times is the common denominator in the the many conversations, whether it be leather bars or contests or so forth, you know, whatever. How have you found, I mean, obviously Mr. Friendly has taken off you know, in leaps and bounds. How have you, what's the recipe? Um,
0: Well, for I mean, part of the history of it is, I was actually kind of really researching it just to prepare for this, but it hasn't really grown in leaps and bounds until the last couple of years. Like the first first two or three years, I had really no idea what to do with the symbol. I just <laughs> I would go to events and I'd pass it out and I'd just talk to people. Um, and I tried it on a bunch of things. Like, I, you know, oh, Dave, it's round, stick it on a condom, you know. So here I am passing out condoms with Mr. Friendly's on it, which didn't, which was actually didn't work at all. Um, I tried slogans like, you know, know your status with Mr. Friendly on it, and that didn't work either. You know, so a lot of what I've been doing didn't work. Um, so it wasn't until uh, it actually, um, Derek Harley, um, he's a, a uh, Mr. Minneapolis Eagle a few years ago,
1: loved uh, Derek. Called me
0: up and was, yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. Um, he called me up and was like, Dave, I know I really like what you do at events. Um I want to know how what you do, so <laughs> you know he wanted to form a team in minneapolis to to do to spread Mr. Friendly out, so he was kind of crucial in um, just saying, Dave, I want to learn so I kind of said like all right i'm going to write down everything I learned because i I basically wherever I went, I would learn from people, you know I learned from um, this agency in Houston, they had like this one marketing guy. Who was really struggling with how to market Mister Friendly, like how to even make up sayings and slogans. Um, but he was like, Dave, you know, well look when you look at an HIV ad, none of the people are ever smiling, <laughs> you know, because it's sure. such a serious topic. And I'm like, and that that really kind of changed my whole thinking. Like, okay, everything I say and do has to be based on smiling face campaign which is is really the challenge um, so now I've written a curriculum with my friend uh, Mark Eddie, um with lots of advice from people um, so we have a whole curriculum on how to put on Mr. Friendly events so you can train a team of people because um, I think I think, and then we actually came up with a mission statement it's changed over the years but it's we finally landed on our mission statement is um, so fight stigma of HIV um, You need to do it like one conversation At a time So creating events That create opportunities to have One-on-one conversations is in my Opinion the best way To fight stigma
2: So explain this to me if I want To hold an event in Philly Host one
0: How do I go about doing that You give me a call and I can give you a the training on it. Um, like, um, I have like a, <laughs> a four-hour training, actually, for a train-the-trainer. Um, uh-huh. And then if I do a training in person, it's like six hours long and it has all these different topics on it. Like, um, you know, like to be, for me to be certified in HIV, I had to learn all, all the basics about HIV. But, right. I think what a lot of people do is they don't say how to communicate those basics without um, you can do that while addressing stigma. Um, You know, just how you, you have to be very careful with your words. Like, um, I would never say to somebody, you know, these are the four fluids that, you know, can give you, can give, can give you AIDS, you know, right? You keep it, you keep it just like the delicacy of how to phrase things, um, is really important. Or, um, Understanding all about stigma, that stigma of HIV never stands alone. You know, we talk about the treatment cascade and um, how stigma can affect every stage of that. Um, We talk about, in this training, we talk about um, how to put on fun events. Like teams have put on really fun events. That's really important to me that we have a fun time while addressing stigma. You know, so we can do an event at a pride festival or a gay bar and people have a good time, you know. Um, so
2: what goes on at, like, a cool back
0: event that you would hold? Um, I mean, sometimes it's just, you know, hosting a booth and then walking around and talk to people. Um, right. But, you know, we might, we might um, you know, auction off a jock that's got Mr. Friendly on it. I um, okay. And I always, um, one, one, one event that we've repeated a couple times is these guys in Denver did it. Uh, Christopher Johnson. Um, they painted hot, like they took really hot guys and they painted stigmatizing words on their body and then they auctioned off the guys so that people could wash off the stigma words. so oh, I like that. It was a really that. fun event. It was a really fun event. You know, like everybody wanted to bid on the guys and wash them off, you know.
2: Um, Ooh, that's kind of a nice, a nice way yeah. to, you know, raise funds and have fun
1: at the same time. Right,
0: and, and it has like a message to it, too,
1: you know? Right. You know, the one, the one event that you were doing, uh, I, I think you've done it the past two IMLs, is the Make a Friendly Promise. And tell our, our listeners what Making a Friendly Promise is um, that is, is done at, at these events. Cool.
0: Um, yeah, that's, that's one of the kind of a, more of a canned Event that a team can do um, we, have, we have People make a friendly promise um, th- We make a 3-2-1 Pledge So it's all about how Giving people uh, tools To um, Address stigma of HIV So I broke it down into three categories um, The three of the three-two-one Is pass on the message Be stigma free of HIV to three people so just initiate a conversation with three different people. You know, maybe share a picture of you with a Mr. Friendly button, because um, so many people just don't talk about HIV anymore. Um, then the two of the three, two, one is to promote testing to two people, to two people maybe that you've never talked to about before, about promoting testing. And then with the specific message of that kind of fits the face, hey, you know what, positive or negative, I am there for you. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to pressure people into testing. So, like, telling people they need to know their status is, it can be very, you know, can maybe even add to the fear of it, you know. So we came up with right. a phrase like, hey, you know what, no matter what, I'm there for you. And then the one of the 321 is to, if you know of somebody living with HIV, just reach out and offer your friendship and support. Because um, I think, you know, people sometimes drop out of care or, um they're maybe, they're, they maybe get tired of asking for help, you know. So just reaching out and connecting with somebody
1: that's, that you know is living with HIV. The really cool thing is we were just at the Positive Living Conference uh, at Fort Walton Beach, uh, Florida, a few weeks ago. And I, we came across one of your uh, ambassadors, Jack Garcia. Um, and, and the cool thing about Jack is... And I've seen this in multiple people. They take Mr. Friendly and they own it. They, yeah. they make it their own. And, and, and if I could go a step further, while I love the Stigma Project, in fact, I'm an ambassador for them, one thing that Mr. Friendly has been very successful at that the Stigma Project hasn't been quite as successful at thus far is implementing – the events. So you see it on social media but you don't there's there's nothing in the community per se. But Mr right. Friendly has, has been a flip of that because everywhere we go we see um, people with the buttons or shirts or you know, Jack was very uh, eager to talk to us and talk to the entire conference about Mr. Friendly and, and what it meant and um and that's very that's awesome that it's not just coming out from, from the founder, David Watt. But it's also coming from the derricks and the jacks and the the DJ Kaisers and 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 all these other leathermen. I, I, that's just awesome. Well, cool. That's I mean that's
0: part of what the training does. Is it it just kind of like you know what Mr. Friendly still continues to do for me. It just like re-injects my passion for fighting stigma. Um, a reminder to be friendly all the time. <laughs> you know. And to not get into those, you know, head-butting conversations, you know, you you mentioned, you know, Pat Robertson earlier, you know, (laughs) um, and, you know, people, because you're going to meet people that you're going to want to butt heads with, you know, you're going to meet, I guess, to use your word, asshole, (laughs) you know. um, I mean, Mr. Friendly would never call somebody an asshole, you know. I might think it, but I'd never call somebody an asshole, you know what I'm saying?
1: So, right. um,
0: um, you know, because our, our our whole idea is, you know, when we have conversations, is to really meet people where they're at. Um, the whole harm reduction approach to it, you know, I met this guy uh, Daddy Sal from the New Jersey leather family, and he really taught me a lot about, you know, the whole stages of change concept. You know, like like some people aren't gonna like. If I ever met Pat Robertson, <laughs> I wouldn't you know, try to change him into becoming Mr. Friendly, you know. I try to meet him where he's at and, you know, and then go from there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's hard to be really friendly with every conversation. But that's kind of what we talk about on the teams is how to how to really inject those conversations. Um, I actually well, met, I think you know, Scott, at the U.S. Conference on AIDS, and we, like, you know, I love Stigma Project, he loves Mr. Friendly, and we, t- we talked about how to work together better, you know, um, because our teams can also become an ambassador for Stigma Project um, because we can use some of their, their, some of their graphic designs for part of our posters, for what we do. Um, I'm using definitely some of what they do on, on how to talk to people, you know, better about HIV. Well,
1: we'd now, like to remind,
0: remind that... Go ahead, Robert. Go ahead,
2: Aaron. No, I was just going to say it's just important that we uh, actually, you know, hear you say that because it's, it's good to know that activists are working together because so many people, you know, try to one-up each other or, or, and don't work together well in, in our field of HIV. So it's nice to hear that, you know, two big, you know, organizations that have their own, you know, thing to fight stigma, you know, are willing to work together and, and do that. So I think that's important that people know that. So thanks for sharing that. Well,
0: sure. I mean, like our concept is to just get teams out there, you know, whether they use, get, train a group of people that can put on events. Um, and if we use the Stigma Project, that, the fact that I got Scott's blessing in person, that's awesome, you know. Um, we do cool. Dab the Ace Bear. We have, you know, Dab the Ace Bear has been part of our, our table. You know, it's often I see, I meet people who have, a, who have an A, you know, Dab the Ace Bear bear. Um, Mm -hmm. and they put a Mr. Friendly button on them, you know, which is really cool. Yeah.
1: Well, we'd like to remind the uh, listeners we are uh, talking tonight with uh, the founder of Mr. Friendly, David Watt. Uh, You may call in with your questions at 347-215-9442. I'm your co-host, Aaron Laxon, alongside with Robert Brining. You may follow along the conversation tonight on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and at com. Um, I actually had a sounder I wanted to play, and I want to get David's thoughts on this after I play it. Uh, Dave, will you stick around with us for a little bit longer? Absolutely. All right, well, listen to this, and we'll be right back. A lot of people don't talk about it or even think about it, but when your mortality is on the line, you know, you react differently. Yeah, you do. do, and you never know how you're so going to react Fifty go. million people will die. Tell Does any one any of you want Did you know that the rate of age in the black and Hispanic <laughs> Rising at an alarming rate. Education. We
2: can you know, also get this message out and you know, let people know about, you know, HIV and how it's affecting African Americans
1: and ethnicities across the board. If HIV is constantly on the growing rate. It's growing because people don't like to discuss it. The fear factor plays such a big part in people not wanting to know. And we act like 60 people, like, um, if someone called you and you thought you might have HIV, would you want to know and you'd be alarmed? You know how many people just didn't want to, know, want to wow. know how many people said they would never want to be tested if they did have it they wouldn't want to know wouldn't and I think that's a big factor in how it spreads so rapidly you know just the denial, factor, denial factor wow wow it's just like an ongoing cycle, 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 cycle we are talking tonight with uh, David Watt the founder of Mr. Friendly you may have seen his logo the Mister Friendly face um, in a community near you. Uh, his smiling face can be seen worldwide in many different forms, and we have uh, him with us tonight. Um, thank you for being with us, Dave. When you hear when you hear that 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 those comments um, about uh, you know how the the African American and Latino communities are being affected. Um, what are you what were your thoughts when you were hearing that um, I mean I think it's really important that when we recruit
0: our teams that we recruit you know kind of an eth- ethnically diverse team um, I was you know if I'm going to be reaching out to people um, like if I'm going to go to a gay bar, I want to make sure that i'm I'm not just hanging out with you know a small circle of people. I want to make sure I go to the bar and I talk to every single person in the bar, you know. Um, if I'm going to recruit people f- to be on a team, you know, or, or hire somebody, you know, like I, like I was part of hiring somebody. So I have a, one of my coworkers, Erwin Wilhite, uh, he came with me to the U.S. Conference on AIDS, and he's, you know, 25. He's openly HIV positive, African-American, and he's, you know, um, we work really well together, uh, making sure our messaging reaches young people um, I think it's really important to just make sure that you really your messaging connects with the audience that you want to reach. does that make sense
1: um, totally there's a, a funny story. I was actually uh, not too long ago and i I forget where I was telling the story I had to take a client I, I do case management for for veterans coming out of prison and i all my clients and and, uh, my coworkers know that I'm living with HIV and um, I many times I have a I have a Mr. Friendly button that I wear on my name badge but I also wear Mr. Friendly shirts and things like that and I was at an inner city clinic with this Mr. Friendly it was a blue Mr. Friendly shirt with the, the Mr. Friendly smile on it and this lady that was sitting across from me she had a little toddler with her and um you know, just she was staring really oddly at my shirt, you know i uh, i I'm not sure I was trying to figure it out it it could have been because I was probably the only white person in this inner city clinic but then secondly, I had this you know seemingly this really smiling face on my shirt, so those two things were kind of odd and so after a while, she looked at me and she said, "What does your shirt mean and I said And so I explained to her, you know, that it's it's an opportunity for us to have a conversation about HIV, and that I was living with HIV. And and after that, she she said, you know, that's really cool, you know, that. And that was the first time I'd really seen Mr. Friendly in action, where if he can do the work, or she can do the work for you, um, and that that helped initiate
0: that conversation of HIV. That normally, would, that would not have happened if you weren't wearing the shirt or wearing the exactly. button.
1: Exactly. You know? Right. That's definitely exactly. the
0: huge power of it. Um, I, and I carry, if you can imagine, you know, it was, uh, we recommend this to people on the team, and it's actually in the training, you know, you wear your dog tag or you wear your button, and if somebody says, hey, I like that, you know, you take it off your body and you pin it to them, you know, or you take the dog tag off your head and you put it on them. You know, and you share that with them. Um, And just have a real connection with that person and really listen to their story. Um, Maybe they, you know, so so often when that happens, they share a little bit about themselves, like how they're affected by HIV. You know, maybe they've got a friend that's struggling with HIV. um, Or, you know, maybe they're just, you know, maybe they just want to share that, hey, they just got tested, you know, or maybe they share with you that they found out, you know, or I've been living with the HIV for 10 years. And then, so our training our um, is, well, how do you respond to that? You know, how do you keep that conversation going with, like, motivational interviewing techniques, you know, that type of thing. So some of it's real simple, what we do, but I think it's also really powerful. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you had a really good experience with that, too.
1: It was. I actually, uh, this week, um, our friend Mark King, who's actually co-hosted with Robert many times on this show, and many of our listeners probably without doubt know him from his Mark blog. Mark King. Yeah, you know my, yeah, my yeah, fabulous yeah. disease. But he wrote a, a article this week on why is it radical to be open about your HIV status. Now, you know, mm. I just when I was reading this, uh, and he obviously account, you know talked about his disclosure at at multiple events and how he disclosed to 150,000 people. But many people may not be prepared to do it at that level. Um, So, you know, Mr. Friendly, it's not just for the person who wants to blatantly, you know, put their lives on YouTube or write a blog or anything like that. Sometimes it's for people who don't want to disclose their status and they truly want to be HIV neutral. Is that a fair assessment? Sure, sure,
0: absolutely. I mean, the symbol, you know, has both plus and a minus sign on it, you know. Um, In fact, um, when we have those conversations, rarely do I talk about myself or my own story. You know, we're there to listen and really pull out with the other person's story. Um, I, I do talk about, you know, when I'm talking to like a team of people, you know, a team friendly that's forming, hey, if you have somebody that's, you know, open about their status, that that'd be great as a great as a referral, you know, within your team, um, but certainly not required, you know, and it's certainly understandable if somebody's you know living with HIV that doesn't want to share their status for whatever reason. There's certainly many legitimate reasons why somebody who's living with HIV might not want to be really public about it, you know. We can't all be you know Justin B. Terry Smith, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, uh, funny, funny. <laughs>
1: we love Justin. We love Justin. Yeah, yes, we <laughs> do. <laughs> so I think
2: what you I love to about him is that it's something that somebody like myself would wear, the T-shirt and the pin, to, you know, my AIDS walk. Like, usually I wear, um, my, I'll bring my dad the AIDS bear. It's something that, it's a conversation starter, kind of like what you were saying. And that's what I love about it, because the conversation is what needs to happen, and whether you're positive or negative, you can start the conversation by just wearing that T-shirt.
0: And it starts it with a smile, too. You know, people smile when they look at, when they look at the shirt. You can't help but smile back. Yeah, true. Um, it, so I've done workshops look, with people who are living with HIV on how to use Mr. Friendly in terms of disclosure. Like... Um, it's kind of a stage that someone can go through. Like I've I've seen this happen time and time again where somebody who's HIV positive doesn't have any support, you know, like Dave, there's only like three people in the world that know, you know, I'm HIV positive because I just can't for my job, you know. But he can wear the Mr. Friendly symbol, especially when we are at an event that's for Mr. Friendly and like everybody in the bar is wearing a button, you know, and he can wear it, you know. He's got it. It's this guy who has his own small business in a small town. He, nobody can know. But he can, you know, where he can, like, talk to people, you know, about the button without sharing his status. Hey, well, well, are you HIV positive? You know, and you have to be prepared to not answer that. Well, the symbol isn't isn't about that. The symbol is about, hey, no matter what, I'm there for you, you know. It doesn't matter what my status is. You know, just, like, giving people tools on how to answer that question, Um has been really powerful that they can make stages and they can they can use like Mister Friendly as like a temperature gauge, you know what I mean, to find where support can be found in their life in their world. It's been pretty cool.
1: Now, I'm going to ask a, uh, a difficult, not a difficult question. I don't think it's difficult. Uh, <laughs> anyone who knows the leather community and and I lean more towards that because I think that. Mr. Friendly has done a great job, as we've already talked about, of really getting in the leather community and the different um, fact, you know, fractions that we have in the leather community, whether it's you know, uh, BDSM, leather, uh, various groups. Um, when we start talking, I mean, you know, many times organizations or campaigns will say they are sex-positive, they'll say that. It sounds good. Right. But the actual <laughs> implementation of that, you know, is where, you know, where the rubber meets the road. It's really, it makes people uncomfortable. They don't really want to talk about being sex positive. But Mr. Friendly has found a way to embrace that sex positive mantra. And how, how is that? Um, again, I'm so with you on
0: that. Like, we have to meet everybody where they're at, you know, not just the people, not like what I hate, you know, what I can't stand sometimes or I get frustrated with. I have to be friendly here. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I hear people say with all good intention, hey, respect yourself, protect yourself, you know, those type of campaigns. Um, And if I hear that type of campaign, you know, I heard that actually was in um, Fort Lauderdale. And there's a a wonderful host, you know, hosting the event and said that type of campaign, respect yourself, protect yourself, get out there, make sure you know your status, make sure you, you're using, you know. And, and then I was standing next to somebody who had just shared that he was HIV positive. And we kind of had a moment. And I, and I looked over at him and I was like, well, what did, what did that mean to you? You know, when, and he said, actually, it meant nothing to me. It, I, I, I do respect myself you know <laughs> like i think i think we're used to feeling shame about being sexually active and right. let's just let's just own it you know if you're a player be a player you know um i do recognize though that that um if you're if you are a pig maybe hiding the fact that you're a pig might add to the, the pleasure of the scene you know right I recognize that you know um but I think, you know, if you're going to have unprotected sex, you know, like, let's talk about it. You know, let's not bury your head in the sand and not talk about it.
1: So what role do you think um, that, you know, relatively, you know, just in the past few years, um, the decision was made um, in the upper level of IML not to um, to no longer allow, you know, bareback porn to be sold um, in the market, so for anybody who's not been to IML, there's a huge leather market where I mean virtually hundreds of vendors come in from around the world to sell their their goods. Do you feel that Mr. Friendly um, had a hand in, in you know in raising the awareness of what things could be perpetuating, dangerous situations, what could not? You know, do you think that it played a part? Because Mr. Friendly has really taken the leather community and um, in, in, by storm as far as where I'm looking at it. Do you think it's played a role in that? I would love to think so, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know,
0: um, especially this year when we launched the Friendly Pig shirt, you know, <laughs> like just talking. I had so many conversations about bear backing. That there's a stigma, like, and I and you guys have talked about this on the show before, but the stigma around barebacking, like choosing to bareback, is this that's you know that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. And there are people who are very educated and making informed choices. Like, let's not demonize the people who choose to bareback. You know what I'm saying? Um, so <laughs> I think it's really important that. You know, we give we continue to give people tools on how to do it safely and safer, and there are options out there. And I'm definitely seeing that within the community, you know, within the leather community. Um, th- there's lots of, uh, like the year I judged, several of the speeches that were given in the top 20 were about serious discordant couples, you know, and that's just, you know, Mr. Friendly is very popular with serious discordant couples, you know. I mean, it's just positive and negative is right there on the face. Um, you know, it was, it was a controversial time, you know, because Mr. Friendly was just going to IML. I mean, thank you, John Cronkart, for, you know, allowing Mr. Friendly <laughs> to have a booth at IML. It, it helped it helped so, in so many ways. Um, um, but it, that was happening at the same time because everybody was talking about bareback porn and bareback sex and condoms and, and it, it was, it was definitely a controversial times. So you
2: started Mr. Friendly in 2008 and people can go to your website, which is uh, www.mrfriendly.info, right? Yes. Okay. They can go there to get t-shirts, pins, dog tags, all that good stuff and learn more about you, contact you to host an event in their city and all that stuff. You started in 2008 you know, we're in, in 2013 now. I just saw recently that you were featured. Mister Friendly was featured in Pause Magazine. Um, you, know, you, were, you know, Poses Magazine. Showing,
0: Thank you, Jennifer. You're you're. you're <laughs> <go there>. And
2: <laughs> congratulations on that. But you're showing up. You know, now you were at the Positive Living Conference. You know, how are you handling? You know, kind of all of a sudden, like starting to make you know, really big waves where now people are like starting to really pay attention to what you're saying and what you're doing because it can be a shock.
0: It, I mean, they're definitely, it's, it's definitely busy. Um, and I mean, Mr. Friendly is officially a program of CARES where I work. Um, within, like, after, after one year of doing Mr. Friendly, we realized, hey, we're on to something here. You know, we don't know what yet, <laughs> but we really like what's going on. So CARES, with one vote of the Board of Directors and huge support from the admin staff, just said, yes, let's take Mr. Friendly on. So we now have, you know, we have 501c3 status, which is really cool. And then when we started doing the team training, we've just been doing that the last, like, year or two. Um, That's when it's really been taken off. Um, And then we've had, like, you know, some international title holders, like Woody Woodruff, Nick Elliott, um, International Miz Leather, um, Sarah—they—they they pass on Mister Friendly like buttons all over the world, <laughs> which is which is really 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 cool. Um, so you now I, I do have a husband and I have a job, so I try to limit travel to you know one or two times a month out of state. Um, and then really encouraging teams to kind of own it, you know. Um, the latest title holder, Aaron Duke, is out of San Diego, and he's an amazing man. He just won American Leatherman out of Chicago, and he's doing a bunch of Mister Friendly stuff, which is really cool too. So it's definitely, you know, it takes the Friendly Village. <laughs> you know, this is the Dave Watt Show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, there's so many advocates and so many team players. That's, that's that's really that's really cool.
1: And I think that's one of the things that, I mean, from my perspective is what's made Mr. Friendly so successful is that sometimes whenever people start a campaign or an organization, they are so possessive of it because they want to protect it. They want to nurture this thing. But I think in order for that to be successful, which is something you've done incredibly well, is you allow it to kind of – have this organic existence where it morphs into whatever it's going to be. And I, I, from my own observation, people take ownership of Mr. Friendly and they treat Mr. Friendly like they're his own, you know, he's their own. Um,
0: And that's also part of what we do is we encourage teams to get creative with it.
1: You know, Um,
0: like every time I give like a dual workshop, people add to the training. You know, we've got our own little forum on Facebook, and we talk about different things, um, like like just the phrases that we use for Mister Friendly. I don't think I wrote any of them. You know, <laughs> the original one, like be stigma free of HIV, I didn't write that. Like that came from you know another guy, John Bosslooper. He was Mister Detroit Leather. He came up with that. You know, so I just collect I just collect all this information. Or Irwin, you know, came up with, like, you know, hey, stop hating, be friendly, you know, which he he wrote um, that we use that, that kind of targets, you know, young African-American guys because hating is kind of that, you know, that, that language. Um, or the deaf community. I, I think it's really important for the deaf community to, you know, like, anytime you do a pride event, you're going to come, you're going to meet people who, you know, are deaf or hard of hearing, and it's important to learn a few basic signs. You know, because the deaf community is also disproportionately affected by HIV. That's true. I think you should make one for Philly. You should make a Philly Mister
2: Friendly shirt. A Philly Mister Friendly I, shirt? I, yeah, and I already have it planned out for you. I already have the design in my head. You, it, so, have you ever it, been to Philly, Dave?
0: Um, I, I have. Okay, yeah. so
2: there's a place here it's that we call Love Park. Time Okay. Say, say Have you ever heard? Okay. Have you ever heard of Love Park before?
0: Lost Park? No.
2: Love. L-O-V-E.
0: Oh, Love Park. Oh, it's like like when they use the signs for the L-O-V-E on yes. the sign on the walls. Yeah, that's really cool campaign. Yeah, like how the
2: L and the O is, is on top of the V and the E.
0: You should do that
2: okay. to make the O Mr. friendly's friendly. Face. The
1: O. I'm I just. Like I like that. And then it could I've be never brotherly been to Love or whatever. <laughs> I've never been to Philly, but I love a Philly cheesesteak.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you know, it, I have to make everybody, all the listeners, know, because for those of you who do not know, I'm from St. Louis, and uh, this week the St. Louis Cardinals um, won their – they punched their ticket to go to their the World Series against Boston. So maybe I'm, we need I'm to come really up with – I'm
0: really excited for you talking to somebody from
1: Detroit, you know, Michigan. So that's really nice, Aaron. Thank you for being such a good host. But, so maybe we need to come up with a, a cardinal, Mr. Friendly, because, you know, I don't know, just something that reaches the St. Louis demographic. You know, I'm just brainstorming here for a second. Mm-hmm. We'd like to uh, remind the listeners you are on the uh, program tonight listening to the founder of Mr. Friendly, David White and your co-host, Aaron Laxon, alongside with Robert Brining, To join in the conversation, you may do so by calling 347-215-9442 or follow along or tweet your question or comment. Um, Maybe you do want to see a Cardinal, Mr. Friendly. I don't know. I I think it sounds like a great idea. Ken uh, uh, Warnock, uh, we love Ken, he actually commented that uh, he wants to do something at the Macomb Community College or Oakland Community College um, so I'm sure that he will be contacting you um, to hear more about that. Uh, he also said that he understood the bell somewhere that might be cool to incorporate. I don't know, something about the uh, that. Was, oh, uh, the Liberty Bell.
0: Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Oh, that'd be very cool, Liberty Bell.
1: I mean, we have the arch, so I don't know, Mr. Friendly, <laughs> I don't
0: know. You keep going back to <laughs> St.
1: Louis. But... For the record One of the first the record, events I ever did
0: was in Saint Louis, the
1: hibernation event. Oh, it's it's huge here. I mean the bears yeah. you don't want to come in between What the hell is a
2: hibernation event?
1: <laughs> Do I wanna
0: know first of
1: all? <laughs> well, it's it's you know, lions, tigers and bears, oh my. Oh my, Right. <laughs> you know, and I mean the first
0: party was yeah. wonderful because it had a buffet. <laughs>
1: You don't – you never come in the way between a bear and a buffet, never. But the, the bear community, uh, Robert, uh, and for our listeners who may not know, is um, uh, it, there are gentlemen who are typically larger in stature, and they have a bit more body hair. Um, but I will say this, that um, – these communities, our bear communities do more for fundraising um, uh, specifically here in St. Louis for children that are living with HIV. Um, uh, this year, the bear community actually raised money for Camp Hope, which is a camp for children that are living with HIV to make sure that they you know are socializing and their families and caregivers get to have fun with them in a stigma free environment so you know back to mr. Friendly, I think one of the really awesome things is that Mister Friendly crosses so many um, demographics. Mister Friendly can have a conversation with a heterosexual female, or can also have that conversation with that, you know, thirty-something leatherman. Or you know, has sure. it really? Have you sat back and just kind of been like, "Wow, this thing has really." I never could have foreseen that it would be where it is right now.
0: Uh, absolutely, it, I mean, I, I don't honestly. I don't sleep well. My husband's, <laughs> you know, because there's so many ideas. Like, people have all these ideas, you know, um, and then we want to do, we want to do it all. Um, so it's just it's just it's it's never ending, but it's all really exciting. Uh, I didn't. This is a, Mr. Family is exactly what grassroots means. You know, it was never right. set up to, like, hey, let's have an international campaign. Well, what do we want to do? You know, like, it didn't start out that way at all. It just, everybody really connects with the face, you know. Um, and like Scott McPherson was saying, you know, he's 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 like a meticulous graphic designer, and he was just really impressed with the symbol, you know, that um, the symbol, you know, my husband did a really good job, you know, making it a perfect symbol that hasn't changed ever, you know. He's a graphic designer. And you know, what
2: I like about it? you know what I like, I think most about it, Dave, is that it's
0: it's it's simple. It's
2: not something that's over the top. It's not something that's in your face. It's, it's a smiley face. It's something that people see, you know, in different varieties every day.
0: Right.
1: So I think well, the other thing important. too. I have a, go ahead, Aaron. Well, the other thing too is and. and Trust me, I know listeners are going to throw rocks at me. Please don't throw rocks at me. You can send your hate mail to AaronLaxon at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter me. Um, but don't stab the voodoo doll. I'm just saying. But, you know, the, the first, the very first symbol of the AIDS community, of the HIV AIDS community, was the red ribbon. Now, there is a ribbon for everybody. Tree huggers, mm-hmm. autistic, autism. To, whatever. I mean, you. if there's a social cause, there's a ribbon for it. That's and right. so in my own assessment, because there's so much satur- saturation of all these causes, now the red ribbon doesn't – I mean, it doesn't mean a whole – it doesn't mean what it once did. And, and so I think that to me is what's so re-energizing about Mr. Friendly is because it does utilize that motivational interviewing techniques, where it makes a person want to ask, what is that? Whereas right. with, with the ribbon, the red ribbon, people see it, and many times people think that HIV is no longer an issue. So it doesn't, right. you know.
0: I mean, I actually, it's, it's actually in the training, it's like, um, you know, if you ask like a college student, what does an AIDS ribbon mean? Uh, most times I've heard, um, you know, oh, it means somebody died of AIDS. You know, and you wear it. You know, so I use the AIDS ribbon around World AIDS Day. You know, yeah. um, the A of the agency that Mr. Friendly's program of cares. The A stands for AIDS. But we actually don't use the, we don't spell it out much because we don't mention the word AIDS. You know, just like for me, I don't talk about AIDS. I talk well, about that HIV.
2: that's that term AIDS is so stigmatizing. Like right. it's been I feel like it's so like... It's something negative. A lot of more people are using, you know, HIV or you know what I mean. So I think that right. it's something. It's It's changing. The conversation is changing. Where people don't want to talk about AIDS because they see it as a scary time. Um, you know, back in the eighties when when it was hitting the scene, it was it was scary. People were dying. So that word AIDS is kind of, I guess, referred to the, that time. So I think now people are using the term HIV or. You know, whatever other term they're using um, to, you know, talk about them being positive, they won't actually say AIDS. And I think it's something that you know, we have to just keep up with because the terms are going to change. Absolutely.
1: So I, you have know, a I, would, I will actually say that um, as I travel around the world, I know now that Robert has heard about Mr. Brindley, I'm, I'm sure I won't speak for him. I mean, sometimes I will. <laughs> but, um, Go ahead. You can. You know, I know in March when I was on Capitol Hill, I had my Mr. Friendly button on me. Um, in a few weeks, I'm going to L.A. to do an event for the AIDS Healthcare Foundation and Impulse. Um, I would love to wear my Mr. Friendly shirt um, as I sit on this panel with uh, Michael Weinstein. Um, and uh, you Because know, definitely we want to talk about not perpetuating stigma and not perpetuating judgment. Um, because this particular conversation is about PrEP. Um, So really, there's so many options that you can do with Mr. Friendly. Have you thought about doing something uh, addressing the long-term survivors of HIV and AIDS with Mr. Friendly?
0: Um, That's a really interesting question. Um, And I don't
1: know how you would do that. For me,
0: it's like freshening up our messaging. Like, because I'm, you know, I've been, you know... Just freshening up your messaging to really, you know, rethink how you message. Because for many years, I didn't know what to say or what to put on a poster or what to – like if I'm going to march in a parade, you know, um, yes, you can march in a parade and carry a banner of your agency and then wave to people, you know. Um, But I certainly wouldn't carry a banner that said know your status and expect people to cheer, you know. Know your status, yay! You know, like that's not, you know, that's not what I would want to carry. You know, silence equals death. You know, important, important HIV, you know, AIDS campaign. You know, because it's just it's 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 hugely important, and I applaud them for for the work. You know, it's really important work. But if I'm going to march down a parade wearing a smiling shirt, I'm not going to say silence equals death. <laughs> you know, so. I think for the people long time living with HIV, you know, just really think about, like, how you, you know, how you share your messaging and really think about what the other person might want to hear. Um, you know, so when, when I march in a parade now, we, we have a banner that, like, hey, we're here for you, cause or, or negative, you know, and people are like, yay, cheer, or, or I'm fighting stigma, fight stigma of HIV the friendly way. People cheer for that. Um, and if I can I have also a, share... Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, also, I also hear sometimes people share their story, um, like using a scare tactic when when trying to convince somebody to get tested. You know, like you want to prevent from getting AIDS. You know, I've lost so many friends from getting AIDS, you know, for a diet of AIDS. and And, you know, and I question... You know that's that's so true, and I I feel that as well, um, but that's not necessarily what's going to be what it takes for that person to get tested. You know what I'm saying? Like really listening to them. Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be there for you no matter what. You know how do you feel about testing for HIV? Or when I when I when I do a testing event, I know, I don't walk around telling people, hey, get tested, did get tested. I walk around passing out Mr. Friendly Supplies, and I say, hey, there's free testing going on today. You know, tell each other that you're going to be there for them no matter what, you know. And people are like, okay, yeah, sure. And they're sipping their cocktail, you know. <laughs> and it, just, it, it adds to the energy of the event. Like, sure, I'm there for you, you know. Where I was in Columbus, and, um, and, and one guy was like, you know, and they all, this, this, this whole group of guys, you know, they all looked at, they, they all looked at one person in, that was in their group, and they all said, he doesn't want to get tested. What do we do? What do we do? I'm just like, well, just calmly tell him, hey, you know what? We're going to be there for you no matter what your result is and give him a hug. And they all just kind of gang-hugged this one guy, and he got tested for HIV that night. <laughs> you know? Um, it was just, you know, so it, for me, it's just like, just freshen up the approach and keep it friendly.
1: <laughs> I'm all about anything that involves a gang. I don't. Just, if it's multiple people, I'm I'm very friendly. That's all I got to say about that. I'm very friendly.
2: <laughs> I have a question coming out, uh, actually a text message to me from a friend of mine who's listening, um, and, and he asked Dave. He wants to know if you are HIV positive.
0: Um, that question, you could imagine, uh, if people often assume that I'm HIV positive. And and my answer is, um, <laughs> it's complicated. Uh, I think that's really. good. <laughs> so you don't have to answer um, if you don't want to. It's a question that came in. I, it's not that I don't want to. It's that um, I think it's not important. That my status is. Um, I agree. That 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 the symbol to me is is about is is for everybody, no matter what your status is. You know. But I appreciate the question and, I, and I not no, really it's just, I definitely appreciate that question because you know um, I think it's really important that Mr. Friendly is a symbol for everybody that anybody who's who's on a team or wants to make a difference, it doesn't matter what your status is and And when you're having those conversations with people, you don't have to share your own story. you just have to be a really right. good listener. A really good True. listener to help address the stigma that's in their life.
1: So I have another idea for another Mister Friendly. I'm just I'm full of ideas. <laughs> this is not a cardinal this time. It's not an arch. Something incorporating criminalization. Maybe Mister Friendly behind bars. Ooh. Because we know HIV yeah. criminalization is a huge issue. And how can we, you know, graphically um, portray? the issue of HIV criminalization in a friendly manner. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think um, our listeners I would be. I worked with it. one of my
0: interns on that, like, because I think it's a really important aspect for our teams, you know, because I, I was in Iowa and oh my goodness, it's all that everybody's talking about in Iowa, 15 year jail sentence for non-disclosure. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but like, how do, how do you talk about it? You know, because often I talk to people who, you know, um, who are gay, you know, and like, well, of course people who are HIV positive, they don't share their status, should should go to jail, you know, and how do you respond to that in a friendly way is, is a real challenge, you know. Um, so we kind and of know, work on how to, how to do that, how to that, that, have those conversations.
2: Those conversations are important, and I think that that shirt would be actually a really good idea um,
1: to, to put be behind so too. Yeah. God, I'm so smart sometimes. This is why you keep me around, Robert. I, yes, I know. This is why. And you're pretty, so, you know. And just to let the listeners know, I'm actually right now, just to give you a visual, I'm sitting in my Mr. Friendly jockstrap, sitting in front of the computer, oh my God. So just so <laughs> I think everybody knows. you should knows, take a
0: picture of yourself right now and make it your Facebook page.
1: You know, hold on. I am going to do it right now, because <laughs> um, I want so everybody well. to see. I am... I am Mr. Friendly. I, well, I'm one of Mr. Friendly's. Uh, a lot of people in St. Louis would say I'm Mr. Friendly. Um, but, uh, you know, if people want to get involved with Mr. Friendly, uh, Dave, how would you suggest they do that? What, you know, what, what would be that first step for them?
0: Um, well, like what I'm doing right now, like the next two days, I'm working with Team Friendly New Orleans. Um, they're working, they've got a group of people that are, that are committed to doing some events in their town So I'm working with a couple of the guys who are the leaders on a train-the-training workshop that I'm doing online. And then um, like a week from tomorrow, I'm working with uh, Justin Emmerich from L.A. He's got a group, a whole group of guys that are going to help do L.A., um, the L.A. area and do Mr. Family Events in L.A. So just talk to me, and then I talk to you about like what's involved in doing a team. Um, And then... And then we go from there, but it's important I, I always think it's important to have a team of people you know that are real committed to it.
1: Um, well, all I can tell roles you for, for to have on that team? I can tell you for St. Louis, I definitely want to get involved with with uh, more than what I have been with Mr. Friendly. We want to make sure that Mr. Friendly um, is uh, gets into every facet of our community here. Where can uh, our listeners find you online and find out more information about Mr. Friendly? Um, Sure, you can
0: uh, mrfriendly.info. My email's there. Or um, Mr. Friendly on Facebook. You can like that there. If you want to find out if there's a team in your area, you can go to um, Facebook and then just type in Team Friendly, and then a whole bunch of different teams pop up. Like, uh, Team Friendly Atlanta is amazing. I just came from Atlanta. Um, we did the whole Pride Festival there last weekend. It was, it was a blast. So, like, now, maybe I'm you're question. in Atlanta and you'd like to join their team. I have a question for you,
2: Dave. Um, does somebody have to be in the leather community to actually be involved in Mr. Friendly?
0: Uh, um, thank you for asking that. Um, it, although, yes, Mr. Friendly started in the leather community and fetish community, but it's definitely expanded beyond that. Um, we've That's done awesome. events. We do family-friendly events, um, uh, gay pride events. I mean, you definitely want to target people who are you know higher high at risk, you know. Um, but I do pansexual events. Um, so I, you it, should come to me. Philly. I'd love to. Let's do something You Have together. to come to Philly. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just figure out <laughs> where. <away. laughs> We'll it is it a out. deal. People in Philly. There um, there is, I think there is already a team friendly Philly, that's, that's interested. In fact, there is a team friendly Philadelphia page with 175 likes already. Oh, oh well. I think find There that. are definitely people there that are that want to do it. Um. um yeah. There. Oh, oh, yeah. There's a couple of guys that um, marched with me in the. Um, Boy Clinton, um, March with me in the New York City Piperade, came from Philly. March with me in New York. We'll do it. I'll have to, I'll
2: have to find you, said Mr. Philly, Team Philly?
0: You got it. Team Philly team Philadelphia. Ready you have a Facebook page. Cool. <laughs> Well, that
2: sounds awesome. So, good. People can go to your website. They can get T-shirts and all that stuff there. They can find more information about events that you have coming up. And, and do you have any speaking engagements coming up?
0: Um, well, um, what are some of the events coming up? I mean, I do a lot of events, and I'm always speaking at those events. Um, Mr. International Rubber, um, we got a booth donated there. So that's going to be in Chicago. We're going to be doing a team team-friendly training in Chicago, so um, that's happening. I speak on a college campus here in town. Firm. All right, Dave. Uh, well,
1: it, we, uh, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. We are Almost out of time We appreciate right. you taking the time to be with us We encourage all of the listeners To uh, check out Mr. Friendly on Facebook And uh, MrFriendly.info um, We will definitely have you back with us uh, In the future to hear more about Mr. Friendly um, Robert, if uh, people want to find out more about you Where would they do so?
2: They can go to org And find information about me And the radio show And you know any of our past shows
1: All right, and for me, they can find out more at Aaron Laxon at Facebook or Twitter and on MyHIVJourney.com or YouTube. Anyway, (laughs) you can join us next week where we will be talking with award-nominated actor Peter Staley from How to Survive a Plague, so we encourage you to join in that conversation. We hope you guys have an amazing week, and until next week, this is Aaron and Robert signing out. Good night. Well, this has been another broadcast of Pause. I am Pause 2.0. It's brand new format. 90 minutes brought to you each Sunday where we cover gossip, entertainment, policy, politics, you name it. If it's important to you, if it's important to the HIV community, we will talk about it. And if you don't hear something that you want to be talked about, shoot us a message. Hit us up on Facebook. Robert Brining Aaron Matthew Laxton, and also POSIM Radio be sure to like that and if you haven't done so yet check out POSIM.org and it's POSIM.org we're in this thing together and we will be here until the end until a cure is found to be pointing out injustices to be pointing out stigma To highlight people who are doing the right thing each and every day. To highlight people who are not letting HIV dominate their lives, ruin their lives. This is your 90-minute dose of hope. But we want each one of you not to stop believing. Keep coming back. Keep listening. So next week, this is Aaron Laxon for Robert Brining signing off good evening